Welcome to Leadership Backstage, a series of unique conversations with leaders about their role today and tomorrow. Hi, my name is Tricia Schroeder-Hohenwald. I am an executive coach, an organizational consultant, and the owner of DSH International HR. Another podcast about leadership, seriously? Yes, but somehow different. Over the years, I have been involved in lots of discussions about leadership. What it is, what it is not, what it will be, what it should be, and so on. But from my perspective, far too little open discussions have taken place with leaders about this subject. This is what I want to change here. I want to give leaders a voice, listen to what they say, and see what we can all learn from each other. And also, I have worked with many great leaders in the confidential space of our coaching sessions. But this time, it's not a conversation behind closed doors. The leaders here have accepted to share their thoughts openly, and I hope you will enjoy this backstage view on leadership. Good afternoon, Eru. Very nice to talk to you for this podcast. I'm so happy and so glad you, you took the time to do this. You are a very special person. I loved our first conversation. I loved the journey that you have had in the industry. And it's so rare to have somebody like you that with such a responsibility in the, in the industry. And I just wanted to talk to you. I think it's going to be very interesting for people who will listen to this podcast. So, uh, Aaron, say a few words about who you are and your responsibility, please. So thank you for inviting me, Drisya. This is like the first podcast I've done, so it's quite exciting for me as well. <laughs> really exciting. Um, I'm uh, Arungalai Anbarasu. I call me Aru. Um, I lead the um, uh, industrial X-ray and CT business um, in uh, Baker Hughes uh, G Company. Um, I'm the general manager of uh, that particular business, um, and I'm based out of uh, Germany, Hanover, um, and that's about it. Yeah, that's that's about it to start with. Yes, to start with. <laughs> tell tell us about um, about the company. What kind of company is it? So just uh, for for people to understand the kind of business you are doing. So. Um, it's not very different. I think most of us in our lives have gone for an X-ray or a CT scan when we go to the hospitals for some of the other reasons, right? So we do almost um, the same, but for non-human things. So for aerospace, where you have to scan things for uh, making sure that the airplane is safe. Automotives, where you want to make sure that parts of automotives are working well, the batteries work well, right? So you have to scan those. Um, gadgets like phones, laptops, and so on. Um, so anything that's non-human, um, we scan that. Um, a lot of things we don't really um, think about when you normally are working through, right? So when you're using the phone or using the car or using the aeroplane, you don't think about it. You don't think about all the types of failures that can happen. Um, it's our job to think about that and uh, scan and make sure that you have peace of mind when you are, uh, um, when you are traveling in uh, the cars or the planes or using your phones or laptops, right? So that, that's really what we do. We bring peace of mind uh, to our customers by making sure the quality is of high level. So the, the, 
you are an engineer yourself. I am. I am. Uh, my uh, my uh, father was an engineer. It was always his dream that I'd be an engineer. So he educated me to be an engineer. Wow! 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 I will. Um, we'll talk about your your journey just after that. I just want to give uh, the the audience a bit of a feeling of the kind of responsibility that you have at the moment, the leadership scope of. Uh, um, in your in your role, you you are an engineer and you lead um, engineers. How many people are uh, working for this company right now? So I I lead the business, so which is beyond engineers, right? So everything wing to wing, uh, starting with marketing to when things get shipped out and after service as well, right? So it's a whole it's the industrial CT business. Uh, for this particular business has 400 plus uh, people. Um, and um, we have a um, few factories that we uh, produce this out of globally. Mm. Um, and Germany is where I'm based out of, but we have mm. operations everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, um, you started as an engineer in the research area, is it true? It, it is true, actually a scientist. <laughs> it, it's... Um, uh, so being educated as an engineer, it's a normal path, you know, you you want to join the Edison's General Electric. It's it's a big deal uh, for most people. Um, and, you know, I was hired into GE as an Ed Edison Engineering Development Program, which is like an entry-level leadership program uh, to build researchers. Um, Wilson, Wilson, that role, I actually worked in a lot of cool technologies, um, even to the point of like building experimental setups um, from scratch. Um, it, it was a great, uh, great thought. But early, even early on at that time, I had this nudging feeling or almost a dream to be um, to be a business leader. And uh, it's very funny when I went and talked to people, um, they were there are types, different types of people. Certain people who, who laughed at me and said, oh, look at this little girl with big dreams and, you know, just shut me off. Um, but, you know, I've, I've had good mentors early on in that time um, who really encouraged me and said, if, truly, if that's your dream, then work towards your skills to get there. Because today you're not ready. You're a scientist. But to get there, you need to build skills and build uh, different types of experiences to get there. And they said, if you really want that, go build that. Um, so I, I'm glad I had, I had both views versus not people just telling me, hey, it's not going to happen and laugh at me. But that's happened too. And you sit there and think sometimes, you're like, yeah, am I just a little girl with a big dream? <laughs> and, um, but, you know, it, it's, never, it's never big. No dreams are that big and no kid is that small. <laughs> Yes, that's that's a wonderful. How old were you when you were thinking you were you wanted to become a a, a business leader? Early twenties, when I finished my education. Early twenties, yeah. So before before even starting in in a in a company, you were still studying. Just started. I just started uh, as an Edison engineer in this program uh, in GE. Yeah. It, it was a it was a it was a good thing. It was a good thing. What, what was when when you were, when you think of the, the the time where you started and um, what kind of pictures did you have in your head of uh, because now you're a business leader, so you have reached your dream. And uh, but when you started, what kind of picture did you have about this business leader thing that you wanted wanted to reach? 
you know dreams keep growing so i wouldn't say i'll reach my dreams it's a, i have larger pnls to run you know um and truly become a, a ceo someday so it's a it's, the dream continues right so this is still building towards uh, towards that um yeah, i'm a very visual person so i i kind of as an engineer i see everything i um, uh, i think about um i i did visualize so my the, the thing that really excited me about running a business was being able to start from you know imagining what it can be to actually uh, you know working on it and making it happen and making money out of it you know it's an outcome it's not the money or the liquidity part of it but it's like it's a satisfaction or an appreciation of what you've imagined and brought through to the end and shipped out as a physical being you know um and i i've always been in industrial businesses i i, I did not dream of being in capital or, or other businesses where you could do this with a different but i've always imagined that i'll be um you know we have our um yearly annual uh, performance uh, and they say hey what do you want to be in your career i always said long term business leader for an industrial business <laughs> so i i was really um I, i had visualized how i thought about making these you know because as a scientist you're imagining a lot of things that um, may or may not become real you work on experiments you work on things but just the whole idea of doing that and getting the whole cycle and bringing it up um, really excited me and um, we we do that today still in different ways i mean thing the businesses have changed the leadership styles have changed the environment has changed but the satisfaction of starting from a thought to being able to deliver and get you know make a business out of it and um, you know at this point today we are one of the number one businesses in uh, industrial x-ray and ct as uh, i'm really really excited about that mm-hmm. and uh, what what were the best advices that your mentors gave you along the way two two advices actually uh one that said um believe in yourself and uh, persevere to get there right and the second one was um, there is a tactical view to this start to build your skills start to work towards it mm it's you have you have to start now uh, an ocean is made from a drop right it's not uh, you can't have everything so both those things so have the grit to go do it and you know start now don't mm. wait <laughs> and mm. start to build that out so those two have been um, big influences for me grit is one of the biggest things that i i feel is important in in a lot of per- people because you you have an ambition you it doesn't come to you tomorrow you need that grit to get there and on the way you have many things you start looking at your peers they're doing differently people choose different options you see the you have to be undeterred by all of that you have you know have the goal in your eye and keep trying to move you don't hurt people you don't do you know unethical things but at the same time don't get wavered by who's doing what you're not in competition with other people mm-hmm. um you're in competition with yourself to be better uh, yourself so i i want to be like i said today i'm um a piano leader for a small business I, i my next step is to be a piano leader of a big business i'm not trying to compete with someone else i'm trying to compete 
and with myself and leading to my ambition uh, and without grit it's very difficult because the world and the environment the situation around you changes and it's important for you to adapt and be flexible um, because if you're not flexible you kind of deteriorate as well so there is a bit of adapting and being flexible but maintaining your grit you know that's that is that if i had to give anyone an advice today that would be my number one advice to somebody trying having a dream and an ambition have the grit be adaptable but at the same time don't ever lose the grit you have because perseverance will get you there mm. um it's all about your attitude and your perseverance yeah yeah and uh, that was the best advice honestly <laughs> Yes, yes, it's wonderful, and and I've seen uh, I've I've seen you've been to different places. You have very a very diverse experience and also a very diverse uh, cultural experience. Um, what did you learn about leadership along the way? Uh, in the because you've been you, you've worked in um, in the US, in France, in UK. You, you are originally from <laughs> Asia. Asia. Yeah. You are from India originally, and 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 now you're in Germany. Oh my God! What 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 a journey! So, so share a little bit of, the, of your leadership journey and what you learned along the way with this international experience. So my 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 journey is um, my journey is both professional and personal. So grow, growing up. Um, you know, growing up, my parents didn't have a lot of money. Um, my parents prioritized the finances on education and drove us to aim to the sky. They said, education is your wealth aim. So I was a very curious child at that time. Um, you know, that's the best way to be, by the way, being curious and trying mm -hmm. to uh, do things. Um, they, but it taught me things, you know, then it said, hey, one, you know, you keep fighting for what you want, continual perseverance and things that I couldn't do. I wanted to fulfill. Travel was a big deal for me. So it was more like a personal aim for me. And professionally, I just told you my aim was to be a piano leader. So and I started with a drop. So after my EDP, I started to take different roles that built up my skills to be there just doing engineering was not going to get me there. I had to learn finance, I had to learn project management, I had to learn commercial, I had to learn marketing. So I had a long way to go. So I had to take roles, that challenging roles that were not in the area that I was and I had to go do that. Um, so I started to take opportunities that took me to learn new skills that helps me build the skills to reach my but I also took opportunities to uh, take roles in different countries so I can go experience different cultures, see different things. Um, but that was the intent to just experience different things. But travel really helps you grow as a person. And um, again, one of the things I would do for my daughter today is ask her to travel much earlier than I, I could do that. It teaches you how to appreciate differences a lot. It helps you appreciate different cultures, different uh, values. It helps you value diversity a lot in many ways. You see the value of doing things differently and a balanced view. There is no one right way. There's multiple right ways to do it. And sometimes one fits than the others. Um, wrong is very clear to all of us in the world. But I think the place we all struggle as human beings is the rights because each one of us have opinions and you know and we don't see the other right opportunities as well and travel really taught me that and as a leader that has really helped me a lot to appreciate people on the team value people value the 
diversity of opinions and what that brings what value that brings to um, to a business if i just did my business in one you know we say horse blinded way um, it, it would go somewhere but not will not be the best but if you had diverse opinion and a balanced view you could reach really good good levels of where you can and i do practice that today with my business and i see extreme value from all the diverse opinions and the thoughts we get um and it's diverse and we also call this collective intelligence right so it's diverse and collective intelligence both of those brings value that you can't even imagine and there are lots of studies about this and statistical analysis around this mm-hmm. to say this but um, i i saw that in real life when i was traveling and meeting different people mm. a collective intelligence and, and diversity can also lead to yeah being overwhelmed with the, with the choices we have how do you make a decision with all this yeah how do you find your your inner guidance with all this cultural diversity that you have experienced it doesn't happen overnight so you kind of get enamored by things that are more shiny or more loud or you know always the things as human beings um one of the other things i learned is analytical uh, abilities trying to take all this information and um utilize data and analytics to help um align on it and make sure that you make the right decision which make with all the information you have you're never going to have all the information ever right and that's that's the science and the art part of it so you have the data with the science you have the art of having all the information you bring both data and the opinions together and come up with uh, decisions around it um and most times you uh, it is to be honest earlier it was more trial and error, error and as you build more experience um you fail lesser in your trials and errors mm. right you fail lesser because of the experiences and the mistakes and you learn from them every time every time i fail i see that as a learning it goes into my brain as thing you know this is one thing you got to remember so uh, you know the experience and all this experience is very under underrated and undervalued i never appreciated it when i was younger and i always thought people keep talking about experience how does it matter you know i, I have the skill i can go do it it's very underrated that it helps you with a lot of the gut feeling and we call it gut feeling but it's really you learn from your mistakes and your successes mm-hmm. and then you you register it in your head and that helps you and data of course helps you a lot yeah. um, so so you're a leader who relies a lot on data and on people yeah, on people yeah. absolutely i am big on people i i my solid belief and i repeat this to everybody i meet is people make business business does not make people you have to understand it's the people that you have you could have a really dysfunctioning team and break the business and i have seen that happen and have a fantastic team that works towards a common goal and you succeed mm. um, i've seen both examples in my life now uh, in my career and uh, it is a big deal the kind of people you have on your team what competency skills do you have how diverse it is again very underrated that is the key to have a successful business more than anything else I have I have another um another question 
uh, haven't met your team yet, but I was just wondering if I, if I asked them about you and what kind of a leader you are, what do you think they would answer? I, I believe they would say I, I'm an authentic leader um, and the um, transparency and authenticity helps them trust and adopt my um, vision for the team and for the business. You know, I am, uh, I am who I am and it's what you see, what you get. Um, I, I actually don't have that much energy to act or be someone different. Uh, I have to be who I am. Um, and, you know, but the big part here is really, I think, me trusting the team and the team trusting me is a very critical part for us to be successful. Yeah. Um, trust is a big, uh, big deal. Um, and uh, I think the other thing they would actually say is that I'm, uh, I am a thought leader. And in this current, um, current world, digital world, it's really important to be more current with, with the things and drive thought leadership. I think those are big things they would uh, they would talk about. What well, What do you mean with thought leadership? What is it for you? Um, thought leadership for me is a lot about um, you know driving the big uh, big T in a sense, um, trying to ensure that you drive more expertise in the area where you work, but at the same time be current in where you are. Um, a lot of people. Um, are experts uh, but we've studied or educated uh, and over the time if you don't keep yourself current uh, and don't keep yourself updated and at the same time driving vision and thoughts around it with everything that you know and be connected um, is really really important and when you drive vision it has to come from today it can't come from something you learned uh, 10 years back and uh, not you have to be very active on social uh, you know people network with the current industries network with the current universities and develop your vision and plan for the future based on current right mm -hmm. so for me that is really important expertise and being current is uh, is a big deal uh, in terms of thought leadership how, how do you know that, Aaron, what they, they would say about you? Did you, did you think, did you talk to them about it? Did you, did you get a feedback from them after, after you worked uh, for a certain time? I actually do. I, I actually do get feedback from them quite regularly. As I give them feedback, they have, uh, I have an open door for them to give me feedback because I'm never going to get better um, it's quite unfair, you know, where they get feedback to be to get better, but I don't get feedback to be better. So, you know, they're doing me a favor by giving me feedback. And, uh, you know, any feedback is a gift. Um, and uh, yes, I do. And I always tell them, you know, anytime, please let me know now versus, you know, wait for it. Yes, nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. You, now you you are in a very male environment. It's a very engineering. Lots of lots of men around you, and um, a, a company with a with a very uh, old also history. And um, and you are a woman, very good looking, not too old, and um, not German. So how did you manage all this uh, coming like? Who's this girl? <laughs> no, I'm a general manager. Did you did you experience some some resistance? Did you? How did you find find your place in there? Um, there. So I I'm not obli oblivious that this is um, a masculine environment. 
uh, I'm also not oblivious to the fact that unconscious bias exists, even if people don't want to. So the first thing I have to say is I'm thankful to the uh, people over the years and not only this job, right? So every job I've had uh, has had that challenge. Um, somebody has taken, um, and I've done weird things, like so I've jumped from engineering to finance and so on. So it's not only taking... Uh, not only the bias part, but also even the skills part, they've taken a taken a chance on me, right? So I, I am firstly thankful to all my mentors and uh, the folks, my leaders who have chosen me to do these jobs. Um, again, this stems from my early days where my brother and I, my parents were super strict uh, because they always said education and could not, we couldn't do anything and waver around. We have to study, that's the main thing. Um, but they never really um, differentiated between uh, my brother and I. Um, we both had the same rules. It, the rules were stricter than the rest of the parents or rest of my friends, but it was not different because he was a boy or I was a girl. We had the same same thing. It was up to us to fight our battles, and it, that had no gender bias in it. It had to do with your personalities if you want to fight it out or not, and the battles to pick which ones do I fight for and so on. So good learning in a sense, but it kind of, um, at that time I was oblivious to the fact that um, there was a gender bias because we were both treated alike, and in school it's not that much, right? Um, so in a sense, I kind of, um, I, I use, again, use my grit not to, uh, to make sure that you know any of these unconscious bias or this environment um, hinders my learning or my aspirations. So I come in already feeling that I'm accepted and that's what I've been doing. And it was tougher. It's easier to say that today because you're asking me for this specific job. I came in being confident because I knew I had the skills. I knew I was right for the job uh, and I knew I could pull this team together to be a part of the team. Um, it's not easy, but I got to the point and I've got to the point where I, um, I, I trust my skills and I don't, I don't give, I don't ignore, but at the same time, I don't give that much thought to the unconscious bias. And we have to work and all of us have to work towards not taking it seriously. The more people don't take it seriously, the less important it will become because it's all about unconscious bias. Yeah. And you just, you just forget it. You trust your skills. And you, I, it's not that I know everything. And I, like I said, my team knows more than me. So it's about your personality and your leadership to learn and to be able to add value. Um, so I came in knowing that those things were important rather than um, the unconscious bias. But I, it was not easy early on. Early on, I've, I've tried different things and I've been more talk, um, talk loudly uh, and try to be heard. You know, things like that. I don't do that anymore um, because I don't feel the need to. I, I don't feel the need to. No, even today, like, uh, you know, last year I went to a customer and I... I still remember the customer is in a foundry in a in an automotive foundry uh, somewhere, and they uh, he I'm I'm the leader and they're expecting decisions on price from me, um, but he keeps looking at my junior male colleague and keeps asking questions. Um, I could have go, gotten angry or upset and and push back or alternatively shut down as well and say hey you know, 
Um, I didn't either. Actually, it doesn't impact me anymore. I continued to progress with the conversation wherever I had to give inputs and add. Even if he was looking at somebody else, I added my inputs because I had to approve the pricing and I had to approve. Um, so I, I continued to do it and come out. Um, I, ha I must say the uh, the customer now actually reaches out to me for everything. But, uh, you, you know, you just have to assume that it is not happening and just continue doing it. It's not, it's easier said than done, but um, it's the only way to overcome un unconscious bias. Yes. Yes. Maybe other people have better ways to deal with it, but this is, uh, this has been my way. <laughs> yes, and you've been very successful, successful with this approach. It's a beautiful, beautiful example on how, how to deal with it and um, not to take it too personally as well. Because yeah. personal is just, yeah, and I and I specifically say it's unconscious bias. I don't think people conscious. I believe people don't consciously want to hurt you. That's not the point. It's just there, and the only way to do it is ignore it till the day it goes away, <laughs> and it will, and it will. And I want it to because I have a daughter, and when she grows up, I want it. I want her to be able to make her choices, whatever she wants to do. And um, you know anything we can do to make it better, uh, we do. And you know that's another thing we should be talking in schools and so on, and letting young uh, girls in school already realize that they, you know, these things that we learned after experience, we should be able to share with them. So they use it as tools already when they come in. Um, I nobody told me when I was in school. Uh, I would have rather loved to know that this was the way to manage it or handle it. Mm. Um, you learn through, you know, trials and errors. Mm. It'd be thank good you. if they know before. Yes, thank you very much, Aru. Thank you for sharing your your personal experiences. And uh, I would be interested to to look at what uh, at your organisation and uh, to talk to you as a leader of, uh, of this company and lots of companies are, are going through tremendous changes and, um, and that's of course um, also a challenge for the leader to, to support a company to go from A to B yep. because the markets are challenges, because the society is changing, because of all sorts of digital intelligence and artificial uh, so artificial intelligence and everything that is happening and coming um, what what are the things that you've been proud of and that you have changed in this organization or you're still working on so talk, talk to us uh, from from your leadership perspective on this company um, I think being a leader one of the big things there there are things that are changing and things that are not changing so things that I'm really proud of proud of that are not changing and I'll, I'll talk about that first because that is super important because GE um, and uh, you know Baker Hughes GE uh, hinges a lot on integrity and that hasn't changed and we we the company still practices that has not changed globalization has not changed we're still globalizing we're still working for customer centricity that hasn't changed and you know valuing people and impacting people that hasn't changed so i think some things that haven't changed and that's great no matter what happens these things stick and i think these are core leadership principles that need to say um environment is changing and uh, like i said early on along with grid things always change change is constant and you gotta adapt to it it's how you encourage and motivate the team to ensure um that they come along with you. 
in this journey. And the only way to do that is make them a part of it, involve them in, in the change. Um, because if you don't, going from telling to involving is a, it's again easier said than done, but that is the most important uh, factor. You get better buy-in and better way to move forward uh, as a group if you involve people. How, how do you do it? Um, exactly how I explained, listen to them, bring the data together, get everyone together, have the conversation. It's, it's not rocket science, but it's just taking the time and effort to bring, listen, and not just hear, but listen to everybody's views, look at the data, bring everyone, have a discussion, and come to a conclusion together. And um, when you do that, there are people, in, and there are multiple different individuals. Some agree, some agree to disagree. But at least it's a group uh, thing that everybody's got it together and we've agreed on things and we've gone together. And things change. And even that will change. And having that mindset and thought that this is an iterative process, nothing is forever, um, is a good mindset to have. And I keep trying to imbibe that into the team. And I... My team's great, to be fair. I wouldn't be here without my team. Did you um, choose the team? Uh, some and some not. Uh, some and some not. And I have an amazing, diverse team. And I, I totally value each one's opinion. And they all bring great things to the team. Um, and I cannot be more thankful and blessed to have this team touch wood. Mm -hmm. um, and they bring in, but we always know that this is not, nothing is forever and we'll have to keep working towards it. The main goal and the fact we should be working towards is ensuring we continue to grow the business. We continue to make sure um, that we are investing in the right places, outcome in the right places uh, without getting faltered by, um, you know, all the things that are happening around. If they impact us, we take that in and iterate. If they don't impact us, let's not let them impact us, mm. right? And keep going. We know what our goal is. We know where we're getting at. Mm. Let's iteratively work together. Um, but involvement is far more important than uh, than telling. And I, I have seen that change as well with, in leadership from the past, where you're direct, directed or told. Uh, going from a director to a leader, you know, I've seen that uh, change happen over the years. I've been with GE now. Uh, close to 14 years, right? So uh, mm -hmm. it's um, I've seen that change happening mm -hmm. as well with the new leaders being truly more guides and leaders versus, you know, directing what to do. Mm -hmm. Well, what are, what are the, uh, the things that you have implemented since you've been in this company um, that you're very proud of? Um, I... The two things I'm uh, I'm really proud of is building a common goal, uh, and that and it involves a lot of things. But now we all have a common goal that we can run towards, right? And that's that is a big deal for me. And we have a common goal for a long time, uh, meaning three five years, right? So long shot. We we're doing at this point. We have uh, we have the luxury to do uh, to run the marathon and the short run. Um, so we're trying to do both of those. Um, I think that's that's a big uh, big thing that I'm I'm actually I am actually proud of. Not only myself but my team. The other one, of course, uh, I think just by fixing small operational things like processes and uh, you know s uh, small things through the business, um, we have been able to increase efficiency a lot uh, to the point that we we were able to you know be market leaders uh, in a sense. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm really proud of the team and myself uh, for that. 
but like i said i'm nothing without the team so it's yes yes i hear that it's beautiful it's such a yeah human way to to lead and a very modern way to lead and uh, i like i like the way you describe it what what were the last tough decisions that you had to make because sometimes sometimes things go smoothly and sometimes you really because it's part of your leadership role not only to guide people but also to make some some tough decisions sometimes is anything you would like to share um the toughest for me like we we do i mean we do make decisions on products we make decisions on markets and so on um those are as you already pointed out human part is the toughest part um at times you you do need to when the team is functioning really well you have a group and does not again does not mean everybody agrees with each other but not damaging the ethos and so on but if you find somebody who's damaging the ethos is uh, not aligned i would i never use the word agree because people, not everybody agrees with the same and that is a good thing but not align you have to take tough decisions on people mm. and say hey uh, i know you're good at exactly what you do but you're very individualistic um you can you at this point as a because leaders work for me so they you know i have they also lead teams so they need to have that in them to be able to do that so i've had to take uh, strong decisions on people uh, and that's always tough but that's also part of leadership you have to make those tough decisions too and if you can't take those tough decisions mm-hmm. then you know that's part of the guiding and taking the decision you you try to coach and mentor but you also then have to take decisions to make sure the rest of the team is not breaking apart because of that that that's probably the toughest one we've taken other ones which could be quantified but you know it's all part of the part of business as usual <laughs> yes 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 and um do you have any any other things that you you still think we we are not yet there there are still some visions i have for this for this company still things that i would like to reach we are working on it but it's we're not there yet what well, anything that you would like to share um again with this uh, i think as leaders um eq is as important as iq um and i think we're all working towards it today but it's not all encompassing everywhere and it doesn't it's i'm even talking about the world right now i i think as leaders across the world and so on today's leaders need a lot of eq as much as iq to be able to lead um well and i don't i think it's progressing and it's getting better but there's still more more to do there um uh, that's one uh one part in in the company you mean so in the I think every in not just in this company right so everywhere today uh, I think people are moving towards it mm-hmm. but um, there is more it'll take a long time where you actually have both of that very well balanced mm-hmm. um the unconscious bias exists everywhere actually thankfully I think compared to everywhere else uh, because I would say Baker Hughes GE has a much better um thought towards diversity and i see that in every leader today but it has to get through the whole system as well mm. but i do see i see i see a lot of uh, support and move around diversity um I, i am actually very happy to see that um but we we will get there but i of course as anywhere else 
we're not there yet right mm-hmm. and it takes and i'm i'm actually hoping by the time my daughter is uh, old enough to work <laughs> she's four that <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will be there um, and we all have to work towards it uh together but at least i see a lot of progress on there where we see uh, really even when we are hiring people now we're looking for at least you know you need the skills for the role but at the same time at least you can get all kinds of diverse candidates we really check with uh with the recruiters and so on to make sure that we have a full slate of candidates that we can hire which have diverse background mm-hmm. you don't only want one type of so we're pushing that which is also very exciting for me to see because i just don't get one type of cvs all the time you know otherwise sometimes uh, in the past i've seen you ask for a role and you get the exact same like different names and <laughs> but you get the you know the type of people <laughs> and then you're thinking ah you know what's there to choose <laughs> Mm-hmm. uh but now we we're really asking the rec- we're uh, proactively asking the recruiters so i think those are things that are improving but diversity is another area that i think we are progressing but haven't got there yet but mm-hmm. something we should continue to push yeah yeah and diversity in always not just women working right so in, in everywhere mm-hmm. i think it's very very critical but now your company is uh coming from two different companies it's a merger so to say but from from d- different companies from baker hughes did i pronounce it right correct <laughs> i think so, so it's a proper I noun it. as i said i made it <laughs> it's a proper noun so it's fine <laughs> and and ge so very different company cultures on both sides so now you the, your company is a, is a, is a mixture of both and how would you describe the culture of um of bhge so your your company today compared to the two mother companies and um because you have two big big culture right and left to you from you and how do you find your place culturally in between so yes and no on on the core principles like i said g hinges a lot on integrity globalization mm-hmm. customer centricity people um bigger hugs is not so different on their core principles mm-hmm. um so the core principles are quite similar uh, quite they they look for compliance you know uh, the same type of you know how safety requirements so customer centricity all that um the strategy and the operational principles of course um you know uh have changed uh, are different but to be fair even within g i come from legacy g um uh, you know that's the term um i come from legacy g but even within g we have changed over years on strategy and operations mm-hmm. um so that doesn't really bother us that that much because you have different strategy it's really trying to make sure that it works but to be fair g has changed a lot too in terms of how they look at operational principles and so on so it's it's been actually in um, and in terms of portfolio with both of these it's a good convergence mm-hmm. you get the opportunity to be able to solve customer problems from wing to wing uh like we like to call it full stream um so we solve um, uh, you know it's a full stream solution um so i think this is a good um good business opportunity but also it's not in terms of core culture it's the same um the strategy and operations we got to work through it and we continue to work through it um uh, but that happens anywhere like any even within ge different ge businesses yeah. Yes. So I uh, it, it's been one of the easier integrations um, to say. 
you very much. Is there anything else um, that you would like to say on the topic of leadership, of what it means to you and what you would recommend, um, yeah, from your experience and from your understanding of this role? Um, I think two, two I, I have covered most of the thing and I've, I don't think I've said this enough, but um, I think leader, being a leader is a responsibility and um, a, a scope of a role. So be humble. Uh, and being humble and being able to, you know, if you really want to be successful, the success is from the people around you uh, mm -hmm. and not just you. Right. So having that uh, having that humility um, is really important rather than feel superior um, in any way. I, I don't think it's 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 again, you're a player on the team. Uh, have the humility and um, have fun, like have fun through the thing. And, you know, these colleagues are the ones that also turn into your friends uh, in the future. Uh, so, you know, how enjoy what you do and if you don't enjoy then don't do it seriously <laughs> so it's, it's so simple actually it's simple it's easier said than done but uh but we have to be constantly aware awareness is key yes, yes. thank you very much um, that was a real pleasure to talk to you and uh, to to feel and 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 to see your liveliness and and it's a beautiful uh, role model for for leadership I, I love that so unfortunately so so the audience will not see your your smiling face right now <laughs> um, but uh but they can they can for sure see see the energy that comes out of you so thank you so much Thank you, Drusia, for all the nice, uh, kind words. I think you you say more than it is, but um, you know, thanks for actually, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Thanks for listening. That was another edition of Leadership Backstage. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you want to know more about me or have a conversation with me, you can get in touch via dsh-internationalhr.com.